Hi everybody and welcome to the Coaching Conversation. My name is George, I'll be hosting today's chat and I'm joined by Linda. Hi. And I'm also joined by Niall. Hey. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the most recent group coaching session or Flashpoint, Digital Body Language. Uh, Linda, if I can ask you, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you were supporting during this Flashpoint? Yeah, I am a coach in Austin, Texas for WWCE, and uh, I support all of the Austin advisors and some of the Galway ones as well, because we do some mixed sessions, um, but mostly tier one, ERCR, uh, social and community consultation, MIQ, um, and the product specialists. Great. So all departments across Austin and also a couple of departments Great. in Galway too. Yep. Really exactly. nice. Very nice. Uh, Niall, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role and uh, tell us who you were supporting during the Flashpoint. Absolutely. Um, love to. Um, yeah. So my name is Niall. I'm coaching lead within the coaching team for WWCE. Um, I have generally ran the Flashpoints um, with the specialist groups um, across Galway and I also cover uh, the groups across Hyderabad as well. So um, all the groups in, in terms of Hyderabad would be social, um, terms of service, then in Galway would be the terms of service team, the SWOTER team, ERCR team, um, social and community uh, teams also. So um, they're generally the groups that I would cover. Okay, so um, Hyderabad, Galway, primarily the sites that you're looking after. Yeah. Great, really good. Yeah, and I had the pleasure of looking after Tier 1 here in Galway, so looking after the variety of different uh, language groups across the virtual floor here in Galway. So um, really, really good stuff. Linda, can you tell us, where did the whole idea around digital body language, where did it come from as far as a topic for this, uh, this Flashpoint? Um, well, it was something we kind of, from what I remember, discovered a little bit by accident. Um, and so we thought the topic was highly interesting, considering that we're working from home right now. Wish we had thought about it or found it a little bit sooner, but better late than never. Um, and all of the communication that we're doing between Slack and Outlook and Zoom meetings and any other platform that we might be using to communicate. It's also, it's going to be really important for us to consider what goes into that communication just aside from the words that we choose to use. Yeah, really, really good. Niall, would you like to add anything onto that? No, I think Linda pretty much nailed it down. Um, when you asked the question, I was kind of scratching my head where these ideas come from sometimes, but um, yeah, I think it's probably something that we were discussing a little bit, you know, how communication has changed and how much we use the different, you know, channels that we have and Slack and, and Zoom and, you know, cameras on and off and everything like that. And I think somebody mentioned that they came across um, the Erica Dewan course um, on LinkedIn. And then we were like, hey, press. So I think that'd be a really good topic to, to talk to people about. Um, so that was kind of where I see it come from anyway. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I, if I remember correctly, I think that the conversation card kind of started around networking while working from home because we're all kind of running in the same circles while working from home and kind of having the opportunity to, you know, to engage with with other people outside of your team 
was kind of something that we we're like okay this could kind of be an interesting topic to kind of to engage about and then that kind of went into uh, digital body language i think it was something that bert maybe brought to the conversation um, around that time yeah and I, I think um you know obviously we're always asking for suggestions for flashpoints as well and i think the networking piece did come up once or twice i think maybe linda you mentioned it that maybe yeah. um it, it popped up in the survey where people were like you know looking at opportunities, looking at uh, networking within the business or learning more about other departments. How do you do that world working from home? That's generally going to be done virtually. What kind of language do you use? What kind of body language do you display? And that's kind of maybe somewhere else where it came from. Sure, really, really nice. Linda, when we talk about digital body language, um, I think it's kind of you know safe to say that something like this is probably here to stay with us. What was the general reception like around the topic with your groups? I'm pretty positive, I would say. And it, when you're talking about it and introducing it to people, it can seem like, yeah, this is kind of second nature, something that I always do. This should be common sense. And of course, that's going to be most people's initial reaction that that first knee-jerk reaction to it. Um, but the more you discuss the topic and all of the nuances and tiny things that go into our digital communication, they realize that, you know what, this is actually, there's more to this than I might have thought initially. And this covers more aspects of communication than I originally had considered. So yeah, maybe this is an important thing for me to keep in mind. Maybe there are a few adjustments here and there. And that's what our flashpoints are really about is just raising awareness around a certain topic so that people can be more um, aware of, of how they're communicating with people across the business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, digital body language in my experience as well is it, it's you know, something that people are already doing on a regular basis. Um, not so many were maybe as familiar with the phrase digital body language, um, but it was something that, you know, they were practicing already. Was Did you get the same kind of impression, Linda? Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, I got a lot of like, well, this is, you know, something I do all the time. This is, and I introduced it like that as well. This is not a new concept. This is something that we've been doing since we started writing to each other in maybe even letter form. And people will look for those clues and context to fill in any blanks that they may have. This is just something that is more refined and somebody kind of put a name on it and defined it a little bit more than what we're actually used to. And by defining it and really like drilling down on what this actually means, then we can actually look to the places where people might be filling in the blanks for them and go, how can I make some adjustments here to make sure that I'm getting what I want to say and that meaning across accurately? Yeah. Yeah, really, really good. Um, and I couldn't agree more for, you know, a lot of the, the colleagues that I worked with in tier one here in Galway, it's kind of putting a concept, uh, putting a name to a concept that they're already practicing. Um, and already is something that a lot of people um, 
in tier one had already recognized and it's something that they were kind of acutely aware of and something they have been acutely aware of uh, over the last year and a half and you know by and large the agreement was that you know digital body language is something that's here to stay and it's something that we're going to be you know working with and for for time to come um nile what was your experience with the group around digital body language yeah probably similar to to your own and, and to linda's as well there was probably um i wouldn't say confusion um around the topic but maybe the actual terminology digital body language like when we were going into the sessions it took a while to um to actually you know explain or get into depth about what it was you know the actual writing side of things i found a lot of people um talked a lot about you know zoom cameras and stuff like that but you know we were trying to kind of discuss maybe that zoom cameras meant that you could actually see each other um and that was kind of you could actually display body language whereas the digital body language was more the written side of things um but i thought when we kind of with nearly all the groups that I had when we kind of got stuck into it a bit more um, and we talked about you know the the intricacies of of digital body language like stuff like you know, the cultural differences of people that we work with around the world even stuff like emojis um, you know we had good laughs about emojis how they're used on slack and people were talking about how they use them with their friends or how they use them with their parents and stuff like that and our parents using them wrong and you know them being misinterpreted and stuff like that so um yeah it, it was really really interesting and 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 hopefully you know you know obviously our objective is always that people can kind of reflect a little bit and, and think about their their own digital body language um and, and what it means afterwards but some of the points were great that came up um you know in terms of just just little things to reflect on like rereading stuff making sure your punctuation is really good, re replying in a timely manner, uh, acknowledging stuff. And I think, I don't know about you guys, but it was a really good refresher for me in every single group I did, because there are times when maybe somebody sends me a message, whether it's in nesting or one of our other um, job tasks, and maybe I don't respond straight away. I immediately start to kind of reflect and go, that's really bad digital body language for me. And I'm the coach here. Um, so it helped me reflect really well. So hopefully that had the same impact to the teams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, completely agree. I, uh, I see digital body language everywhere I go now, you know, having kind of researched the topic and, and what have you. So really good. Um, Linda, did you use any particular uh, coaching technique during these sessions? Um, yeah, you know, the, the usual ones that we really use during flashpoints. So lots of questions to drive, uh, you know, is handling of this subject, the, the analysis that, that happens. Um, and also like the initial part of the flashpoint, we gave them this idea and let them explore it on their own before actually telling and dictating what this means to them and allowing them to figure out what, okay, what is this? What is, how, how do we communicate? How do I look at this email and analyze this context or lack of context that's in it? And how do we interpret that? Um, so, you know, there's, there's that coach to teach aspect. There is the questioning silence, of course, because you got to let people think about things. Um, but but mainly just, you know, that, that coach to teach aspect, letting somebody 
take a look at a concept and really explore what that means. Yeah, really, really nice. Um, Niall, did you use any uh, any other coaching techniques or coaching methods during the sessions? Um, yeah, probably similar to, to Linda's kind of style as well. Like what I find in particular with a lot of the people that I coach is, you know, a lot of people know about these things uh, and it's not like we are teaching them something new. And it's kind of like the, the point that we try to make at the start of these flashpoints that this is not particular training. We're not coming along saying that this is how you need to write a Slack message. No, we're, we're talking about something that you already know about, but we're using reflection as part of the tool and some of the things that you actually need to look out for. Um, so that's kind of the angle that I always try to, to take a little bit is um, similar to Linda. It's, it's uh, you know, by kind of asking questions or, or tell me how you do it. And do you think that's a good way of doing it? And just getting people to reflect on it, to think about it. Maybe it's some, not something that we, you know, could be in a bit of a blind spot of ours at times as well. Um, so that that's kind of the methodology that I use a little bit. Um, Jahari window kind of aspect that we talked about a few months ago as well. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, and these are all different techniques that we kind of incorporate on a regular basis through reflection, thinking about you know the way we do things. You know, do we have any blind spots? Do we have potentially any opportunities? Um, my personal favorite, kind of similar to Linda, was. Um, yeah, the, the kind of the introduction, it's it's showing rather than telling. And it is a different approach that we've taken to flashpoints kind of more recently um, to let the, you know, the participants and let the attendees let their kind of minds run wild as to what these these meeting invitations mean and how much trouble is is George going to get into uh, with these meetings. So it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, any particular memorable sessions that you had, Niall? um like there was one that i had with uh with the social team and I, I already talked about emojis but it was really funny how we were going to just talking about the impact of emojis and, and what they can do even in chatting parents and i was kind of using the example where my dad would be my dad is is almost 67 but he would be quite technology friendly you know he's willing to learn all the time but uh he uses the cat laughing face instead of just a normal laughing face. And I've never said it to him, but for some reason he picks the cat all the time. So if I didn't know him, I'd be kind of like, what's the story with the cats? Because he likes cats, but he's more of a dog person. So we were kind of laughing about this. So I'd say we spent about 15 minutes just talking about how emojis can, can impact and kind of like the example that we had in the, in, the, uh, in the flashpoints themselves where the Burke message where people were kind of like, is Bert drinking? Is he drunk when he's sending this message? What the hell is going on there? Um, so yeah, they, they were kind of, uh, they were quite funny, but um, memorable sessions for me would be, you know, just kind of engagement where, you know, people were kind of debating stuff or, you know, told me about maybe previous examples, whether it be from another company, another part of their professional career, something that happened in their personal life. Uh, nothing really stands out for me from one session, but they were all, uh, they're always kind of nice things to hear, something that you're not really expecting. Really good. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, a couple of people in my sessions had questions around Bert and what, wh why was Bert being so abrupt and how much trouble I was in and the whole lot. So it was fun. Um, Linda, what about yourself? Did you have any memorable sessions? Oh, man. Uh, I think there were, there were spaces in all of them that were memorable and mostly around those emails like Niall said and just this like uh 
is is Bert drunk when he's writing these? Why is he doing this? This is so weird. Um, also, like you know, jokes around like why is his signature so big? Does this mean something? And you know, lots of other things. So um, there was the the introduction, I think, of our flashpoint in the way we handled it this time and that coach to teach type situation um, was was highly effective, but I think what struck me most was the conversations around uh, how digital body language works in Zoom and also um, the conversations we had around if people are not giving full context, how are we filling in the blanks and how this interpret can be interpreted from from a lot of different areas. So like if somebody has their camera off during a meeting and they're not participating, how is the people um, either running the session or the people in attendance, the others in attendance, how are they interpreting that silence, that lack of context? Because if somebody's not participating or somebody's not, not fully present in a conversation or if somebody is only giving like one word answers in Slack, how are the others who are the audience, how are they filling in those blanks for them? And if they're filling in the blanks a certain way, do you want them to fill in the blanks like that? Yeah. Yeah, is that because this is something we can control? So we should be providing lots of context so sure. that people don't have to fill in the blanks in a way that we don't want them to. Okay, so yeah. that's kind of like perception, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, like I, I kind of had a similar conversation where this goes back to even a few years in, ago in my career where, you know, I, a manager said, you know, with very, very short and answers when it came to digital communication, like literally three words, yes, no, whatever. And, you know, that kind of came across a little bit abrupt to me. Um, you know, was I, was I pestering them? Was I annoying them or whatever it was? And then the manager just said to me, you know, like six months in, oh no that's just my style and I was like but you know I didn't know that um so is it up to me to uh, adjust my style of, of writing or is it up to to you as the manager in your position to either talk to me that that's your style or or, or just tell me when you're responding generally speaking I just I, I write short messages or something like that so that kind of came up in conversation um with people where they were kind of like either we get really really long messages or we get too short of messages or we have to read between the lines is that person in a bad mood is just their, just their style so there's a lot of kind of balls in the air i would say around the topic yeah yeah for sure i think some of the the takeaways that i would have got from the session um would have been that like people are aware that digital body language is a thing they now have a they can put a name to to, to something that's been affecting their kind of um, their work environment for the last you know year and a half and that it's something that's going to be affecting their work environment kind of into the distant future as well so um, people are aware of it people acknowledge that it's important and people will be looking to to refine it and to see how how they can further kind of adapt and what you know what measures they're going to have to take so really really yeah. nice. Well, just to, to kind of follow up again, George, the, the thing that struck me as well was, you know, we probably angled this, this conversation more that given the fact that we're working virtually for the last 18, 19 months. But even if we go back to the office, this is still going to be a hugely topical thing because we're such a large worldwide company. 
And even if you're sitting in the goal in the Galway office or the Austin office and someone is sitting 50 meters away from you, you're probably going to send them a Slack message first. Um, you may stop by the water cooler or get a coffee or whatever and talk to them in person, but most of our communication takes place digitally. So, you know, while it's highly relevant while we work remotely, it will still be relevant when we go back to the office, in my opinion. Yeah, really good. Linda, anything to add before we wrap up our conversation for today? Um, no, but I hope to get more ideas for flashpoints for, from people in the future. So if you're listening and uh, have some ideas, send them on in. Yeah, really, really good. Um, and with that, we will draw our conversation to a conclusion today. Uh, Linda, Niall, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your contribution. We will be back with another flashpoint in the not too distant future. We're taking a short break during peak at the moment, um, but it's our expectation that we will be back sometime around October if everything goes according to plan. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Um, take care and don't hesitate to reach out to any of us, to, to Linda, to Niall, to Bert, to myself, at any stage, should you require any support from the coaching team now or any time in the near future. Take care and thanks for listening.